Welcome back to another episode of Life in Pictures. This is a very exciting episode for me because we don't usually do a movie that has just come out, but we had to do this one because, I mean, I just had to. So. So it is currently Memorial Day weekend 2023. And we have been spending our entire weekend seeing movies. Um, We saw one yesterday. We saw one today. We're going to see one tomorrow. And we're going to be doing podcast episodes on all of them. Uh, Once again, something we are able to do because we have Regal Unlimited. Which I'm not getting paid to tell you that, but it's pretty cool. If you go to the movies even just twice a month, it's worth it. So check it out if you don't have that and you want to go to the movies a little bit. Um, well, the movie we saw yesterday, it's a brand new movie, came out on Friday, so we almost saw it the day it came out. Um, what's the name of it? The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid, live action remake from Disney. So here's the thing. I am a Disney purist. I prefer the um, original Disney classics most of the time, right? Um, But this one, I mean, I just felt like you have to see it. The Little Mermaid was like, I feel like the movie of our childhood. I can remember for years after it was released playing Little Mermaid on the playground on those little um, like jungle gym things and pretending we were mermaids and um, you know, I think if you ask a lot of girls around our age, they, they just, that's a movie that they've watched hundreds of thousands of times and can recite over and over again. In fact, um, my sister-in-law, Tejal, and I rewatched the cartoon, um, when we were at her house a couple weeks ago, and it's just like never gets old and it's amazing. And so, uh, this was definitely on our must see list and it was so amazing to, um, have my daughter be so excited about seeing this movie in the theater and being able to experience that with her was pretty, pretty special. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like that experience is probably uh, specific to girls because then I remember seeing this movie and being like, oh, I'm going to be a mermaid and, you know, getting on the jungle gym and stuff. <laughs> All of my friends at school are like, hey, did you, I get to be Ariel today. Okay, uh, but I'm sure you have like a, a similar um, a similar story revolving around like the Ninja Turtles but, or something. But I did see this movie when it came out. My, I think I actually... Did you see this original one in the theater? I did. I did not see it in the theater. I remember... My parents bought it on VHS and brought yes. it home. And, we, oh, look, we got this movie for you. It was like a big deal. It was like a surprise. We and literally we, wore the VHS out. Yeah. we. I mean, I do remember it being like a movie that we watched a lot and everything. But clearly, like, I had a different experience with it than you did. Mm-hmm. It did not speak to me in the same way that it did if I would have been in your shoes. I, I have a yeah. feeling. So, um this movie was released on May 26, 2023. It is currently only in theaters um, at the time of this recording and probably for a while thereafter. I'm sure it's going to be a big summer hit for Disney. I'm sure eventually it will be on Disney+. Plus. And then um, the cast was a very interesting um, mishmash of characters. So we have 
Holly Bailey is playing Ariel. Melissa McCarthy was Ursula, who did a fan, like fantastic job. Um, David Diggs was Sebastian. Javier Bardem was uh, King Triton. Aquafina played Scuttle. And I'm sure there's lots of others that I'm missing. Those are kind of just the ones that stuck out to me. Um, I still just I still just want to uh, congratulate Aquafina on choosing that as her stage name. <laughs> That's an amazing stage name. Yeah. Um. So I I, I know think she listens to this, so you know she she'll does, be happy obviously. that I said that. What's up, Aquafina? Yeah. Um. I think that we before we talk about the movie, we have to kind of talk about the whole controversy surrounding the casting. Um back in I want to say it was during COVID seems about right I feel like it was during COVID when there were all these articles like oh no they're like they're going to cast a black Ariel and there's going to be diversity and like that never bothered me at all like I could not care less I was just worried about them like changing the feeling of the movie um and I, I mean, I guess I, without spoiling the content of the movie, I will say that I absolutely loved this movie. It but, was. But also, just so you know, as is the case in all of our episodes, there will be spoilers. Yeah, we're not there yet, but there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, please go see it. Or, I mean, if you don't care, that's fine, too. Um, there are some differences between uh, this version and the classic 1989 version. Um, and we will obviously talk about those. But I, I just wanted to say, like, to me, the only thing that I was offended by, I was never offended by whoever they chose to cast as, like, any part of the movie, right? Um, I I did have concerns that it wouldn't be as good because a lot of times, in my opinion, those live-action Disney movies do not live up to their original animated counterparts. But this one did. This one really did in a different way. I loved that there were some like new things, but also staying very true to the original. And the diversity of the cast, I think, made it even more um, interesting and exciting. The only thing that really just bothered me right my beef is the janky reimaginations of flounder sebastian and scuttle and i know that they're supposed to look like real fish and i don't know man i just can't get behind the skinny flounder like feed him and then sebastian with those weird eyes and then scuttle is like all skinny and long neck weird looking i don't know those were the only things that bothered me (laughs) In the whole entire movie. Like, that's what bothered me, was that they looked so far removed. And I think with animation, they could have simply made them look a little bit more like the original characters. Obviously, like, the the humans in the live action part had to be more human. But the ones that are going to be computer animation anyway, like, why couldn't we just have them be just like a little bit more like the original? But that, that, to me, was the only thing that... You know, as soon as I saw the previews and I saw them, I was like, excuse me, what happened to Flounder? But, you know, I think if that's your biggest complaint about a movie, then it's a pretty dang good movie. 
Yeah, it wasn't bad. I kind of feel the same way about these live-action movies where I just kind of feel like they probably none of them should exist in the first place just because it's like, why? Especially when they're like, we're going to do The Lion King. I'm like, okay, but why? And you know what? I feel like that one is the worst one. Well, I was just like, oh, sweet. Are you going to actually teach lions how to sing? I'll pay money to see that. But then it's just CGI lions anyway. So it's still animated, which, I mean, I didn't obviously expect them to teach lions how to sing, but they're like live action Lion King. So I'm like, sweet. Are you going to actually somehow get real animals to do this? No, it's still a cartoon. Why are you doing this then? I actually quite enjoyed the Aladdin one. I think the Aladdin one is pretty good, and the additional songs in that one. Like, I really like the Princess Jasmine song in that one. I think that's pretty good. But um, the Lion King one is just. Mm, I mean, not the, it. the thing about it, though, is it's like. I think when I've seen these movies, I've never really thought, like, oh, this is like a terrible movie or anything. But I've also kind of thought, like, it'd be okay if this wasn't a thing, you know? Like, I mean, since you made it anyway, I'll check it out. It's okay. It's whatever, you know. But, like, I've never been like, yes, this needed to be done to make up for the original or something. Like, I don't know. I feel that way about a lot of things where I'm like, I kind of wish this, not maybe not wish it didn't exist, but, like, I'd probably be okay if this wasn't a thing. But since it is, I'll check it out, I guess. Same way that I felt about, like, when they remade RoboCop. And I'm like, I kind of feel like they shouldn't do this, but they did, and I feel like I should see it, so I will. And it was okay, but, like, it's not the original. Or, like, when Green Day made their Broadway musical, and I'm like, I kind of feel like this shouldn't exist, but I'm going to listen to the recording of it anyway, because, like, it does. But I'd probably be okay if this wasn't a thing. Um, anyway, that being said, I feel like this movie was pretty good on its own. So Yeah. Um, our daughter really loved it at the end she was crying and i was like olivia why are you crying and she's like i'm just emotional because i'm so happy <laughs> so it was very cute like she really just she loved it and um it's exciting to me that i think a new generation is going to have the same kind of um thoughts and feelings and things with a new Little Mermaid, and and honestly, I think it is special that um, she Ariel is uh, diverse. I the whole cast is diverse, right? But that there is an Ariel that looks like a lot of little girls that don't have a lot of princesses that look like them, and um, you know, I just I think that's a special thing. But I also think that. Um, one of the things that I love about the Disney princesses is that you can see yourself in them no matter who you are. So like I can I, I can see myself in this Ariel and I could see myself in the other Ariel and I can see myself in Cinderella and Tinkerbell. And um, I, I think that that is one of the things that makes Disney princesses so well loved is that it's easy for girls to find girls, boys, whoever, to find traits in them that um, speak to them. So. Yes. <laughs> I think Travis is like, whatever. Okay, it's just a movie girl. <laughs> but. People have a lot of feelings. Yeah, a lot of feelings. Just have a, a lot, lot of feelings. feelings. Um, <laughs> she doesn't even go here. <laughs> so I think we're going to start talking about the actual movie now. And just to set the stage, Travis. 
Okay, so, like we said, spoiler alerts ahead. Yeah. If you have not seen this movie and you don't want it to be spoiled, then go see it and come back and listen to this afterwards. Because yes. otherwise, we're going to tell you everything, everything that happened. What happens if the theater don't stay in the theater? We're telling everyone. So, fair warning. We're Oops, telling you what we happened. We did it again. We're gonna we're gonna discuss this okay. movie as if everybody's already seen it. Talk about what we thought, you know, what kind of stood out to us, etc. Yeah. So, I guess I liked that the beginning. We'll jump right in here. Jump right in. The beginning stays the same, right? They're at sea. You see the ship. Um, but the cool thing is, the the men on the ship, the ship's men, is that the crew, you, the crew, the crew. So. They're talking about, like, they think they see a mermaid in the water, and they're talking about this legend of the mermaids and the coral moon and how the mermaids gather at the coral moon and that mermaids like to lure men into the sea and no one can resist their siren songs. And um, that was a little bit more backstory to the whole mermaid convention that happened in the original so these were the kinds of things that i thought were really cool in this movie they, they had a quote from hans christian anderson in the beginning too mm-hmm. so i think that kind of kicks it off showing that like hey we're gonna delve a little more into this like true to the fairy tale thing as opposed to the previous disney right. version yeah kind of sets the tone and then we learn that um so we see eric and he's hanging with the crew and then we see Grimsby and he tells Eric you must be careful because the queen will be so mad if you die and then i was like wait a second did are his parents alive did, was the queen around in the first one so i think that that's a difference between the animated one and this one and i think i want to say that in the animated version Grimsby was his uncle okay. but in this one they um he he like works for them he's the we find out later he's the prime minister yeah and then so then we get to the part where you sort of see ariel's sisters and apparently uh triton was a busy man or a busy (laughs) merman merman if you know what that reference is from good for you merman uh he has a daughter of every race which is okay just I'm just kind of wondering how one that daughter from each of the seven seas. I, yeah, I guess so. So I mean, he's you know he gets around, which uh, whatever, man. No judgment, good for you. So for this coral moon celebration, the daughters all gather from the seven seas. So I, I'm assuming there's seven different mothers. They don't really say if it's the same mother or not. I think it might be the same mother. I don't know. Which you know, I mean, some people might construe that as like, oh, that's racist to say. I don't think it's racist to say. It's just confusing. Like, I just, if you have two parents that have a certain tone of skin, you, their babies usually also have that tone of skin. I think it's just genetics and DNA. I'm just kind of genuinely confused how that happened. Well, we don't know what mer DNA is like. We're but yeah, I don't know. So. But again, I, I'm not offended by it. I don't care. I went to see the movie. I paid my money. Yeah. Just It's just confusing to me. Um... So anyway, so yeah, that happened. Uh, you, when you, we're introduced to Ariel this time, she doesn't... It's not like some big dramatic thing when she misses the performance. She was just out goofing around with Flounder. But then apparently later on you find out there was a performance. They just didn't show it. So that's still kind of a thing. 
Um, we see Scuttle, who is uh, played by Aquafina, so it's a girl this time around, which again, Aquafina did a great job, not complaining, just noting a difference. Um, <clears throat> one thing that was kind of weird, this is another thing where it's just like, whatever, but it was confusing because Scuttle dives under the water to eat fish, which I don't think is unrealistic, but Scuttle stays under the water with the fish and talks to Flounder and Ariel. I'm like, how does this bird just hang out under the water and talk? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Maybe that's how it works. I just didn't, if that is how it works, I did not know that before. So... And again, I get it. It's a movie. Things don't have to be totally real, but yeah, that's something I noticed. Well, I think the suspension of disbelief is there for a lot of things. And he, he talks, or he, she talks under the water somehow. Yeah. So that's a, all right. Whatever, man. I mean. So the first time we see Flotsam and Jetsam kind of like stalking Ariel, they're super creepy. Yeah. They're really creepy. Um, Ursula apparently is Triton's sister. Yeah. Which I did not remember that being a thing in the other one, but I guess she's Ariel's aunt. So Colin was telling us that in The Little Mermaid 2... In The Little Mermaid 2, apparently they touch on that. Yeah, so in The Little Mermaid 2, they they talk about that, but I don't, I don't remember that movie very well. But anyway, so she's Triton's sister, and she's been banned from the palace for 15 years. We don't really know why she was banned. Um, it seems, you know, that's pretty much the length of Ariel's life. It seems like that might have been around the time that her mother died. So there's some, you know, question marks about maybe she was involved in that. I don't know if we're ever supposed to know. Or, you know, I'm wondering, like, I don't think I've ever actually read the Hans Christian Andersen I haven't. So, version. I mean, maybe some of these things are from that, and I'm just ignorant of it. I, I'd never rule that out. Because to me, The Little Mermaid is a Disney. Disney! I Disneyfy everything, so, you know, whatever. But anyway. Um, the performance, I, had, I hadn't heard of that referred to as the Coral Moon before. No, so me either. I don't. maybe that's a, a an original... Like from the original story, maybe that's... I don't know. I never read the original story, so it could be from yeah. that, too. Um, um, I thought this was so funny when <laughs> Sebastian is kind of tasked by Triton with, like, keeping an eye on Ariel. And he, like, walks away and he's just like, I'm an educated crustacean. I've got options. I don't need this. Um, and David Diggs is just hilarious and amazing. So, But it was just educated crustacean i want that like on a shirt or something or well, one thing was they got to the famous under the sea song which i thought was weird because he's still going on and on about how each fish plays a different instrument and stuff yet none of these animals are playing instruments like they are in the other movie which is fine but it's like again confusing because you're like oh this play this fish plays this and that animal plays that and it's like none of these animals are playing anything and then they say we have a half crustacean band, but like, where are they? I don't see no band at all. You're just saying all this stuff and nothing's happening. So what the heck, man? You didn't actually get crustaceans to play instruments and I'm outraged. So then we find out that the king and queen um, actually took Eric in when he was like a young child because he was in a shipwreck. Right, which is, I didn't 
remember that being a thing either. I don't, yeah, so I again, don't maybe know. that's maybe some of these things like we're saying are just from the original one and we just don't know because we haven't read it. Um, if you've read it and you do know, feel free to chime in on our yeah, social media. Yeah, let us know. Tell us how we need to be more um, educated crustaceans up in here. Life in Pictures podcast on Facebook. At Life in Pics pod pretty much everywhere else. Or Life in Pictures podcast at gmail.com. So it seems that the king at this point has passed away or is ill or something because we don't really see him. We see the queen um, and we see Grimsby, who is her prime minister. But um, she is very concerned because Eric needs to be at home, not hanging out on the high seas with his boys because he is going to be the king. He gets his own song in this movie. Which he definitely he did does. not have. In the yeah, other one. so there's some um, there's some additional songs in this movie. And fun fact, the additional songs were added by Lin Manuel Miranda, who we all know and love. So uh, he's always going to be Freddie Flatman to me, helping Big Bird find a new habitat. But you know, it's so interesting to me because I feel like everything he does is just chef's kiss. Um, Encanto, um, Moana, you know, the additions that he made to this film are just so stinking good. Like, he's just so brilliant. I don't know. Anyway. Um, he tried to make Big Bird move to the beach, though. He I did. Mean, he did. So, yeah. It didn't work out, but. He was a good salesman, though. I mean, he sold him the condo, but then Big Bird just couldn't go through with it in the end. Okay. So. The last time that TJ and I were watching The Little Mermaid at her house, we had a lot of questions. Like, as adults, got a lot of questions about this whole mermaid and man and all this thing, right? So she rescues Eric from this storm shipwreck thing at night. And then, like, we clearly see her rescuing him at night. And then they make it to the shore and it's the morning. Like, but they were just by the shore. I'm so confused. Yeah, kind of interesting questions. And th- this was the same thing in the cartoon. Like, it was clearly nighttime as she's almost to the shore. Then she lays him on the shore and it's suddenly the morning. <laughs> but I mean, you know, maybe that's just, again, that suspension of disbelief. Yeah, I think you have to do that with a lot of things in this movie. Probably. Um, Triton, I noticed Triton said that humans had killed Ariel's mother. Yeah. Which tracks because in the beginning they were trying to kill the mermaid that turned out to be a dolphin. Although she tells them Eric isn't like that, which kind of also tracks because he told them to stop doing that. So. Yes. Interesting. And then somebody brought Sebastian to Triton, which I don't know who it was. (laughs) It just seemed like a random dude was like, here's your crab. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. Um Kind of weird. I noticed that. When Ariel goes to see Ursula about getting help with Eric, that there are, I don't know what to call them, in the original, or original, in the cartoon, they were like, almost like seaweed looking creature things, and in this one they were just sort of like a a red and black mist or something like, like that. Like yeah. yeah. And they kind of grab onto her as she's passing through to go to or see Ursula, which I think is meant to be a warning, and she doesn't realize that she thinks that she they're malicious or whatever. Um, so that was interesting. I noticed that 
this time around, she does not sign her name on a scroll. She puts a scale into the potion that Ursula is making. And that's also reflected in the lyrics to the song. Um, which I think is also kind of a, a plot hole that people have discussed over the years of like, well, why can't she just write down to Eric what she needs to do? Because she, clearly she can write if she can sign her name on that scroll. Yes. And and Ursula never said she couldn't write things down. She just yeah. said she couldn't talk. Or I guess she couldn't talk anyway because she didn't have a voice. But like she couldn't, you know, communicate that verbally, I guess. Um, but also, it, not only in this one does she not write, but the spell that Ursula put her under makes her forget that she's trying to get Eric or something in the first place. I think she she knows that she likes him, but she's forgetting that she has to have or, him kiss her. Okay, maybe that's yeah. what it is, yeah. So there's another, a few other differences there. Um, so one thing I thought was funny was when um ariel first goes down and uh ursula is trying to convince her like you know like we can do this and she's talking about how um oh your dad didn't let me see you for all this time and she calls it squibbling rival rivalry which is funny because in the cartoon version i didn't realize this but ursula is actually a squid because okay. she only has six legs. And I was oh. trying to count like yesterday when we were watching the movie and she's spinning around. Yeah. I think there's eight. So I think she's an octopus this time. Okay. But um, actually I saw some kind of clip of the lady that did the voice of Ursula saying like the, the whole time she was doing it, she didn't even know she was a squid. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's like a, a play on that or if like the mermaids are all in the squid family or what what that is but i just thought that was a funny line i I thought it was funny when ariel was getting her legs and ursula says look at her stupid little feet (laughs) yeah and one thing i did notice that's different from the um original i know it's not the original but to me it is like we're just gonna call it that's what we're calling it okay that's what we're calling it 1989 disney classic um (laughs) They call it the above world instead of the surface. So every time they refer to above ground or above the water, they call it the above world. And in the cartoon version, they called it the surface. Not a huge difference, but just something I picked up on. Little little subtle differences. Um, I think, I believe in the original version, um, she was... She just went up on the shore when she got her legs. Yeah. And this one, she gets caught in a fisherman's net. Yes. Turns out the fisherman works for Eric's family. So he says, I'll take you back to the uh, castle and they'll get you fixed up. Right. And what are the odds of that, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then the other thing that was weird about that was Flounder got caught with her. But he's sitting there on the deck with no water, not flopping around, not gasping for everything. Just like, yeah, everything's cool. I'm just, you know, I can talk. I can do everything. It's fine. Water's optional for fish, apparently. Um, then uh, we get a new song a inside new song. Ariel's head as yeah. she's taken to the castle via carriage. Which is interesting because, like, I noticed that during the song, um, she... She's she's her, her when you see her on screen, 
her mouth is not moving. She's imagining singing because she doesn't have a voice. Mm-hmm. But then there's one part in the sequence yeah. where her, she is like totally singing full volume yeah. with her mouth and everything. And so I'm like, well, I thought the way that they were explaining to us that she's imagining this is because her mouth isn't moving. But now they're just doing both, I guess. So that was, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously you can figure out what's happening, but I'm like, stick with one way to portray this. I would have if I was making the movie. So the, um, the attendants, the uh, ladies that are taking care of her are giving her a bath, right? And they give her a bar of soap and she bites it. And they're like, oh, she must be so hungry. Not realizing that like Scuttles probably told her that that's food at some point. Yeah. Um. Uh, funny line from Scuttle. Has Ariel killed the prince yet? <laughs> And then there's a whole thing, not kill the prince, kiss the prince, you idiot. <laughs> um, um, uh, she doesn't remember the arrangement because of that spell Ursula put on her, according to Sebastian. He yeah. clues us in on that. Um, Eric has a little mermaid in his office that he gives to her. It's mm-hmm. a little figurine, which was kind of cool. So he has this whole, it's, it's kind of like a secret room, basically. Um, and it's a, a treasure room. Of all the things that he got from the sea. Whereas she had that treasure trove of things from the human world. Yeah, that was new. So, or that was new to us. Maybe yeah. that's also in the in the Hans Christian Andersen version. Yeah. But it was cool to see. It's like they're, sort, they're, they're different but the same. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty neat. So they both have this like obsession, fascination with the other's world. And they, and they both kind of show each other how things from their world work. Um, which was pretty cool. Then there's a big moment in this movie. It's a subtle thing, but if you're a fan of the original movie, you'll probably pick it out. Um, Eric and Ariel go on a carriage ride throughout the village and they go to this market and Jody Benson, the original Ariel makes a cameo in the market. She gives Ariel a fork to eat the food she's given her with and ariel uses it to brush her hair with the so, dingle hopper the dingle hopper was just like perfection so good um let's see oh so then they get to the kiss the girl part and scuttle starts singing like porn music <laughs> instead of the way that it goes in the original one which was pretty funny um uh, okay, but you have to be do the thing, do the thing. Bow chicka wow wow. That's what yeah. that's what she starts saying. Not actual like porn. That's what that is. That's porn music. That's, okay, that's where it comes PG from. PG for the listeners. What is wrong with you? Um, well, I, they put it in the movie. I'm just commenting on it. There's also a lyric change in "Kiss the Girls," uh, "Kiss the Girl," and um, it has to do with consent. So there's like a line where he says, "Go on and ask her." Um, I was offended by it when I heard it was going to happen, but it actually didn't change the mood of the song really at all. And probably if you didn't know that that wasn't in the original song, you wouldn't have known. Like it didn't change. I was worried that like it was going to make it too like preachy, but it didn't. It was it was still really good. Um, uh, you also, going back to where they, they kind of reveal that Eric was adopted, I guess he says to her that he wasn't born into being rich. So he's not used to it. All the servants and everything, Mm -hmm. um, which was something new to me. 
another thing I noticed was that, like, in the original movie, when Ursula comes to the surface to try to marry Eric, I guess, um, she looks like Ariel. Yeah. In this one, it's not like... I thought maybe, like, Halle Bailey was going to play both of them or something, but it's, like, a different person, which was fine just something that it wasn't what i thought was going to happen but um. it was confusing to me because like i know i know he's under a spell but like they don't look anything alike so how could you not remember that this girl was not a brunette headed white girl you know like that just strange well i mean i think he probably just thought that like i don't even know because he didn't sort of see her yeah. It was just like fuzzy because he wasn't really awake. I think but... he didn't think they were the same person in the first place. Like, I don't think that like, he, like in the cartoon, he thought that Ariel was the one that saved him the whole time. I'm pretty sure. And I think in this one, he just thinks that Ariel was like some poor, you know, castaway that washed up in this boat and he wanted to take care of her. And then when he sees Ursula... With the voice, he's like, oh, that's the voice. You're the girl I was looking for, you know? Yeah. So a couple more things. Um, one, when they're in the little the little rowboat, um, and he's trying to figure out her name. So in the cartoon movie, he's guessing names, and then Sebastian kind of whispers it and figures it out. But in this one, Ariel actually leads him to it by looking, like, at the stars yeah. And um, I, I really liked that difference. Like, I thought that was really cool. And then they kind of um, they kind of shoot to under the sea. And like the uh, King Triton and the sisters are just now realizing that she's gone. And it's been two days. Hello. <laughs> you just now realize that the 16 year old has disappeared after you told her not to go anywhere and destroyed her entire like collection you're just now realizing that she's gone. Come oh, that was one, another thing is like, I didn't think that they were going to have the statue in there at first because it, it looked like it wasn't there and then it showed up. Oh, yeah, because it it, um, it sinks when the ship yeah. wrecks. It looks different, though. And the part she's crying over when, she, when her father destroys that whole room, um, it's his face in the cartoon, but in this one, it's his hand and she's yeah. holding the hand. Um, so then the imposter Ariel shows up because Ursula doesn't want to leave anything to chance. Um, and Scuttle sings this whole song. <laughs> yeah, they got a new song called Scuttlebutt, which I was impressed with. I thought they did a really great mm-hmm. job, especially the rapping parts. Yeah, Aquafina and Demi Diggs. And then one big change is that, um, I don't know if this girl's name is Vanessa in this movie. I don't think they ever said. But so she's called Vanessa in the... Um, fake Ariel. Yeah, but fake yeah. Ariel. That's what I called her. Unariel. <laughs> um, in the cartoon version, they're getting married at sea at sunset. But in this version, they're having an, engage- an engagement party at the castle. One thing I noticed was like, you know, in the cartoon where Ursula is like 
singing her own song, yeah. giving away her plan. Like she doesn't have any lyrics this time. She's yeah. just like you know, she's kinda, just laughing. And yeah. Then she then Scuttle sees her in the mirror, and um, we also get another version of Part of Your World from. There's, there's a reprise this time. The sad and silent Ariel, which yeah. was really pretty. Which made me think like. What was Ursula's plan going to be if Ariel just gave up and went back to being a mermaid? Like, she, she's just going to marry Eric, and then, like, eventually on the third day, she's going to turn into an octopus. But it's not, she's, there's not going to be anybody there to fight. So he's going to be like, what the heck is this? And she's going to be like, oh, I needed to get this voice that I wanted. Okay, bye. And then he's just going to be standing there like, what the heck just happened? Yeah, I don't, I don't think she could even care less about eric like i feel like the whole plot of the movie would fall apart if she would because it looked like for a minute that she was gonna be like oh well i guess i'm gonna be a mermaid now again i'm like what would happen if she actually did that the whole story would fall apart so then ariel comes to this engagement party and there is a full-on cat fight she rips the necklace from her neck drops it on the ground stomps on it so she gets her voice back but of course too little, too late. Just as they're about to kiss, Ariel turns back into a mermaid, and the un-Ariel turns back into Ursula. Did you notice they were playing "Kiss the Girl on the Harp" during the, during the um, celebration? Interesting. I didn't yeah. notice that. Very cool. Uh, this is definitely a movie that I want to see like again and again because I think there's a lot of little things that I probably didn't catch. <laughs> I also love that like. She turned back into a mermaid. Ursula turned back into this giant octopus. And then she just chased Ariel into the sea. And then the queen was just like, well, sea gods, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, it was just a totally normal thing. Yeah. Um, the big giant Ursula, scary AF. Um, so... I also love that, like, when Eric tried to go after her, he just has this spear and he, like, throws it at her. And she's like, huh? And he's like... Hold on a minute. I got to go get more air. And then comes back and like, I'll throw another one at you. I will kill you one spear at a time every five minutes. So Ursula's plan worked. She gets, she um, brings Triton in and then she kills him, I guess. Like in the cartoon, he turns into one of those little seaweed creature thingies. But in this one, it seems as though he is dead and she becomes the ruler. I was very impressed with the animation during this sequence. I was wondering, like, how are they going to bring this to live action? I mean, obviously, Ursula was CGI, but it looked pretty good. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that, like... That giant Ursula was scary. Like, Eric was floating on the plank or whatever, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, man, I hope he doesn't get Titanic'd. <laughs> but then you see like Ariel looks at him and then she sees the trident and she's like, eh, he'll be fine. And just goes after the trident. Like he doesn't even matter. It's so, great. and in this version, um, Ariel is actually the one that steers the ship to harpoon Ursula. Yeah. So she kills Ursula. Um, she brings the trident back to her father. He comes back to life. Um, and they're not reunited right away as they are in the cartoon. So Eric returns to the shore and the queen tells him that their worlds were never meant to be together. The movie Max is so stinking cute. And I don't even really like dogs just to like put that out there. But this dog is really cute. So then, um, you know, Triton feels bad and he gives Ariel back her legs and Eric's looking all forlorn and playing fetch with Max and then Ariel shows up and she's got legs and yay! Here's so one thing I was thinking during that though, like 
if he can change her into a human, can he also change her back into a mermaid? Yeah. And then if he can, can he change anyone into a mermaid? Like, can he just go up to the surface and just see someone? He's like, you're a mermaid now. Well, yeah. I've always kind of wondered, like, why didn't he just make Eric um, a Yeah. Like, mermaid? could that be a thing? I don't know. It makes me kind of wonder. Because it feels like Eric is very, like, fond of the sea. So, yeah. like, maybe they could switch could they Could they do that as, like, a honeymoon? Or just, like, they go to visit. He's like, you're a mermaid. Come visit. And then, yeah. you know, before they leave, he gives them legs back and stuff. There's other, there's other directions they can go. There's sequel ideas here. You're welcome, Disney. Um... So they get married and they're being seen off by all of the people in the town. Which also, did you did you notice that they played Kiss the Girl on the steel drums at the wedding? I did not. They did. Um, they get a lot they of get mileage out of that song. Going and they say, we're going to Uncharted Waters. Which was the name of Eric's song. Mm-hmm. And then Triton comes to the surface to see Ariel off, as do all the other mer people, and it's like a big happy family moment. Yeah, which was also kind of weird because at first they were by themselves, and like Triton was just kind of hanging out like a creeper, like yeah, watching them. And then all of a sudden, all of them just show up. It's like, whoa, what the heck's going on here? So then Triton says to her, "You shouldn't have had to give up your voice to be heard, but I'm listening." And I think that that was just like. The sweetest thing ever. And then Ariel totally lied to everyone. She's like, I'll be back by the next Coral Moon. No, you won't. You're never coming back. <laughs> um. So, you know, they they he says they'll always be there for her. And then, you know, her family is at the surface. And it's just, it was so good. It was so good. Like, two things I noticed in the credits. We already talked about it. But like Lin-Manuel Miranda worked on. Yeah, Some of the he music. was a producer as well. I th- I might be wrong about this, but it looked to me like I saw Gil from Finding Nemo oh, in the maybe. credits. Now, I mean, obviously it could just be that type of fish they are in the ocean. It might not have been that. But, but that's a classic Disney move. It kind of looked to me yeah. like, oh, is that that fish? Because it was just for like a second, but I mean, and it was in the theater, so I couldn't pause it or rewind it or anything. But I'm kind of curious, like, did they throw any of those kind of... Little Easter eggs in there or not. I guess you'll have to go see the movie and find out. Yeah. And then if you do notice that, you can let us know on our social media. At Life and Picks Pod everywhere but Facebook and Life and Pictures Podcast on Facebook. Side note, we're probably the most active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we use Twitter kind of, sort of, a little bit. But uh, it mostly yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So interact with us. We would love that. Um, if you like our podcast, if you could rate and review on Apple Podcasts. We are available on all the podcast platforms. Check us out. Um, tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Yeah, if you liked what you heard, leave a good review. Let us know. I mean, if you you don't have to leave a good review if you didn't like it, but... And if you disagree would... with us and think that this movie was complete trash, please let us know. You're wrong, but... You know, we we would still like to hear your opinion. And if you thought that the flounder and the uh, Sebastian were acceptable, um, again, you're wrong. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So with that. All right. That's about it. We hope that you've enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time.